what happened to submission? Honey, if this is where the, the God, you're the priest of the home, you're the head of the home, this is what God is leading us to do, I'm going to follow you. Because Eve got deceived. Eve got deceived. And Adam went right along with her. We started getting down, boiling, when the message started boiling down to the standard, when the message started boiling down to the standard of the truth of the word of God, And it started cutting. It get down to where the rubber meet the road, and it started cutting at the flesh. It started cutting at the flesh. Many people get excited about this gospel. Many people get excited about hearing this. It's refreshing to hear this gospel. This gospel's not being preached like this down in Babylon. It's refreshing, refreshing to hear this. But then when you get saved, and then now, now, now it's time to be sanctified. Now it's time, it's time to purge that heart. Now it's time, it's time to get rid of carnality. Now it's time to die out to your flesh. Now it's time to purge that heart. You see, these people started to leave now. When it comes down to dying out to the flesh, these people start leaving now. Oh, that's why John said they was, I was, they was with us, but they was not of us. Because if they was of us, they would have stayed with us. But they went out from us before they deeds, so their deeds could be made manifest. Because your heart is not right. After you get saved, you got to purge that heart. You got to mortify that flesh. You got to die out to yourself. You got to say no. You got to bring that flesh under subjection. Salvation is a workout. Salvation is a workout. And this flesh get tired. You got to tie it out to die. You got to tie it out to you bring it under your control. Amen. Amen. Let me not get too far off. One man, by seeing one man, by, by, it's by one man, seeing enter into the world. And what came as a result? Death. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. Death passed upon all men. We was all dead. We came here dead. So in, in uh, Psalms, the 51st chapter, Psalms, the 51st chapter, praise be unto God. Amen. In verse number, number uh, five, Psalms 51 and verse number five, the Bible says, be, David says, behold, I was shaping in iniquity. I was shaping in iniquity. My inclinations were shaping in iniquity. Iniquity is sin. Iniquity is sin of the heart. Iniquity is inward sin. You ain't even born yet to commit willful sin. You're not even born yet to commit, amen, actual sins of your mind and actual do things. You were already messed up when you were born. Matter of fact, you were messed up before you were born. You were being shaped and formed in the womb. People say, well, I was born gay. I say, okay. Okay, I can take that. I was born a liar. I was born a liar. The Bible said we were all Give me Psalms 58 and 3. Psalms 58 and 3. Watch this. I'm going to tell you. 
You say, you say well, why, how can you say, how can you accept that? I, I get that to him because it gives me a way to witness to him. Watch this. Psalms 58, 3. Psalms 58, 3. Amen. The wicked are estranged. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. Why? Because they were shaping in iniquity. Remember the last verse we just read? Psalms, the 51st chapter. I was shaping in iniquity. So when I came out, I went astray, speaking lies. As soon as I was born, I was talking lies. You put that little baby down, ain't nothing wrong with that baby. Baby burped, the baby pampered, the baby smelling like baby powder. You know that stuff smell good. Put that stuff on the little baby. You just want to hold that baby and kiss on that baby. But that baby, the Bible called that baby wicked. You put that baby down, that baby go to line, don't even know it's lying. And, wah, wah, wah. Pick it back up. Put it down. Wah, wah. Just want to have his way. Wah, 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 wah. Ain't never smoked a cigarette. Ain't never been to the club. Ain't never had a drink. But it was born having its way. So after you get become to an age of accountability, you start going committing things. You start actual doing things. And when you get saved, you get saved from those things you were doing. But you ain't saved from that. Wah, wah, you still got that inside of you. That's the sanctifying part. God worked from the front to the back. Because after you get saved, now that whining and having my way, amen, and, 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 and do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it, don't want nobody telling me nothing, don't want to die to my, this is how I am. No, I don't go to the clubs. No, I don't smoke. No, I don't drink. I'm saved, but this is me. Wah, wah, wah. That's that, that's that, that's that, that's that carnal nature. You were born with a carnal nature. Now, if you get saved, that carnal nature got to be purged out of you. Because that carnal nature having your way was going to cause you to go back and backslide again and again and again and again. And you're never going to get established. You don't want to be subject. You got to obey in the various littlest things. Some things you don't even see, but the, the, and sometimes God will tell the man of God, the prophet, to prophesy in your life of something that's going to come to pass. So something, something, something he'll tell you to do, he might not even know what he tell, but he's just obeying God. And that's going to help you down the road. You just got to have an, you know what a sanctified spirit is? An obedient heart. An obedient heart. Lord, whatever you tell me to do, wherever you tell me to go, how high you tell me to jump, amen, from where you tell me to jump, what you tell me to wear, what you tell me to pull off, where you tell me to speak, I'm willing to do it. You, you can't be saving around the church of God doing having your, wah! Can't do it. And so it says here, that the wicked are estranged from the womb. So they go, they, from the womb, they speak in lies. So when people say I was born, um, the Bible said we all were born speaking lies. Right? So what's the difference in God's eyesight, a lie, from homosexuality? Because it's a lie. 
It's a lie. You can't reproduce from a lie. I was born this way. Okay, I understand. I was born messed up too. I didn't get that spirit, but I got my spirit that I had to deal with. And in God's eyes, I ain't no different from your spirit. You were born in sin. So, so you're committing sin. You were born that way. Man, we want to get specific about gender. No, you wasn't born to be a different. Amen? And I want to say we still love everybody. I'm not bashing nobody. I'm bashing sin. Amen. You got to lock, lock me up. You got to lock the Bible up. Amen. The Bible says we all went astray. Speaking what? So that's why, that's why David said we got the Jerusalem. Zion was going to give birth. All right. And thank God she did. Thank God she did. You say, how, how can I become a member of the church of God? How can I become a member of God's church? How can I become a member of God's church? i tell you how. You got to be born again. There's no signing of no card. There's no sh the right hand of fellowship or shaking the preacher's hand. That's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible uh, 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 getting educated and taking uh, membership classes. That's good, but that's not the, that's not the requirement for membership because it's not in the Bible. The requirement is you must be born again. And when you're born again, you're born into her or into the family of God automatically. You didn't join your family. I'm a Jones. You got a last name, don't you? Don't you got a last name? Let me ask you a question. Did you wake up one day and say, I think I want to be a part of the Williams family today? No. You were born in that family. Well, same thing with, with spiritually speaking. You're born into her. Her is Jerusalem. Her is the mother. You don't join your family. You're born into your family. You don't go join no church. But you can join a church. Because the Bible says you can. But he talked about Jerusalem. You can't. I'm going to show you churches. You can join those. This is in the Bible. But Jerusalem, you can't join it. It don't take salvation to join a church. You can still go to any church and still be a crackhead. And they'll give you a position. Yeah, you can still be smoking weed and on the piano. You can still be the choir director. In church, in a church, but not Jerusalem, not the mother, not God's wife. It's a big difference. Of, that's why it says, of Zion it shall be said. Let's, let's make a distinction. Of Jerusalem, it shall be said. And what's Jerusalem? Jerusalem is the church. And it didn't say churches. It says the church. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my churches or church. Church is a singular thing. He came and only built one. 
There were already churches here before Christ came. They wasn't called churches. You know what the word church comes from? The Greek word ecclesia. You know what that word means? That word means to be called, that, the, word, the word church means to be called out. It means to be C-A-L-L-E-D, called out. Called out. That's what the word church means. Man has taken the word church and abused it and used it for himself. But it's only one church that Jesus built, and that means to be called out. Well, there were all these churches already here, paganistic temples. They were worshiping all kinds of stuff. And God used the word church because church means to be called out of these places. He said, all those that came before me are thieves and robbers. And if you climb up some other way, you're a thief and a robber. <laughs> so I'm getting everybody that was before me and everybody that will come after me, God called it a thief and a robber if you're not part of the, if you're not part of the Bible church. I hope y'all following me. And, and these thoughts that I'm bringing out, I might be speaking some of them, but I'll, I'll verify it with the word of God. You just stay with me. Don't let the word of God uh, be offensive to you. The Bible says, great peace have they that love God's law, and nothing shall offend them. People get offended because of this. Wah! 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 Well, if it's in the word of God, I should want judgment. I should want judgment. I should be wanting to be told what's right. Stop your whining. Get your thumb out your mouth. It's time to grow up. I'm talking about spiritually speaking. Amen. 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 So uh, we see here we were all born in sin. Are y'all with me? Now, back back to um Hebrews, the 12th chapter, it says that this is the church of the firstborn, right? You remember, you all remember us reading that? Jeru Zion was called Jerusalem, and it also called it the church of the firstborn, right? It's the church of the firstborn. Amen. When you think about the church of firstborn child, especially in the um, Bible days, the inheritance went to the firstborn child. Amen. Today we write wills and we look for the best child. Are you with me? And, you know, you got your percentages and all that. Kind. But the bottom line is your children are supposed to be inheritors of your estate and your assets and your uh, 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 whatever is in, what they inherited, right? That's an inheritance. An inheritance is something that is inherited, like property. At my passing or at my death, my children become heirs or they're entitled to uh, what I own, right? Well, in 1 Peter, since this is the church of the firstborn, you are the firstborn. When you're saved from sin, you're the firstborn. The Bible says in verse Let's, let's look at 1 Peter 1, 1 Peter the first chapter, verse number 4. 1 Peter the first chapter, verse number 4. To an inheritance incorruptible. You know, when you get a, a will, there's some, there's some um, 
Uh, there are some guidelines you got to abide by. Guidelines is not the, the, the term that I'm looking for, but you understand what I'm saying. There's some terms you got to, you got to meet. There's some qualifications you got to meet. All right, well, here's the qualification. To an inheritance, incorruptible, this inheritance is undefiled, that fadeth not away, is reserved in heaven for you. Remember we read that their names were written, that the, the, the church, it was a, a church of the firstborn, which is written, where at? In heaven. And then let's skip on down. Let's, for time, so let's skip on down. The Bible says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By the what? The word of God. Being born again. Jesus told Nicodemus in John the third chapter, Nicodemus, you must be born. Nicodemus was an educator. Nicodemus was a very bright, brilliant, smart man. But he had no knowledge or understanding of spiritual things. He said, how can a man that's old like me go into his mama's belly, womb a second time, and be born again? Jesus said, Jesus says, uh, uh, that which is born of flesh is flesh. But that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He said, I say again unto you, you must be born again. Not of the flesh, but of the spirit. There's a second birth. And it's a spiritual birth. And that, and being born again, and we're not born again, uh, verse 22, uh, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the what? Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Thank God we're not born of corruptible seed, but thank God we're born of uh, uh, incorruptible because being born in the, in the flesh, it corrupted us. It corrupted us. But when we're born again, we're born of an incorruptible seed, the word of God. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Amen. This is an inheritance. And it's not for sinners. Ephesians 1.4. Ephesians 1.4. The church don't give birth to sinners. The Bible says, that sin should not abide in Zion, should not abide in the congregation of the righteous. In Galatians, in Ephesians, the first chapter, amen, in verse number four, the Bible says, neither filthiness, uh, Ephesians, okay, Ephesians, what I say, Ephesians 1, 4, okay, I'm missing that, let me get this here. Ephesians, the first chapter, verse number four. No, that's not it. All right, well, praise God. Uh, let's see here. Maybe it's Galatians. Mm. Uh, no? Well, thanks be unto God. The scripture I wanted, it deals with an inheritance that's uh, uh, not given to those that are defiled, not given to idolaters. Uh, here it is. Ephesians 5 and verse number uh, 4. Start at verse number 4. Ephesians 5, neither filthiness. 
Uh, let's start at verse 3. All right, y'all got that? Ephesians 5 and 3. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becoming saints. When we were born again, we became a saint. And, 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 and these things are not named among us once we become saints. Neither filthiness, no foolish talking, nor jesting, lying, which is not convenient, but rather giving thanks. For, ye, for this ye know that no whoremonger, no unclean person, no covetous man who is an idolater, shall have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and the kingdom of God. There's no inheritance for sin. The only inheritance, amen, the Bible says, uh, amen, uh, the only inheritance we get uh, is if we're born again and our inheritance is in heaven. Brother, we inherit the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God, amen, in this world is the church. It's not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, it's peace, it's joy in the Holy Ghost. I know I'm going a little slow this morning. But we need this message. If you've been around the church of God for a long time, you need this message so you'll be able to explain the message. You might know it in your head and your heart, but write the scriptures down. God will give you something you never got before. In Psalms, we read that we're born in sin. We were born of corruptible seed. But after we get saved, we're born of incorruptible seed. Amen? We're born again. The Bible says in Ephesians, the second chapter, verse number two. Ephesians, the second chapter, verse number one and two. Amen. Ephesians 2, chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. The Bible says, and you have he quickened, who was dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, in time past, in time past, Amen. You walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the world, and who? The children of disobedience. It says, among whom also we had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature, and were by nature, this is the way we were born, and were by nature the children of sin. We were that by nature. But verse 4 says, But God, who is rich in mercy, Amen, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together, hath made us alive together with Jesus Christ. For by grace are you saved, and have raised us up, to sit, has raised up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. 
Thank God he quickened us. Quicken means he made us alive. We were, we were dead in trespasses and sin. We were born in sin. Amen. The, by, by death passed upon all men. But thank God he raised us up and quickened us and set us together. He made us alive and put us together. That's his church right there. Amen. He made us to sit together in heavenly places. Acts 20 and 28. Acts 20, 28. All right. The Bible says, take heed. Paul is, talk, Paul is talking here to the elders at the church in Ephesus. And he's giving them instruction. Amen. And he told them, amen, uh, take heed therefore unto yourself and to all the flock. What's the flock? The people, the church, the sheep. Take heed to yourself. I thank God for God still got pastors that take heed to themselves. Take heed to their conduct. I was cutting the man here and I said, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm about to leave. Oh, we, who, who, you, who you got next? I said, uh, 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 Pastor such and such. Oh, man, I just heard, man, he just got a girl pregnant. I said, well, my lips are sealed. I, I've been. See you later. You have a good day. Thank God for pastors to take heed to themselves. Thank God for true, true men of God. That, that, that don't bear no reproach. The Bible says, he that go into a, a, a woman's house and touches her shall not be innocent. And the Bible says, his reproach shall not be wiped away. It's sad that the people still follow the, follow the path. Why? Because they never teach them they can live free from their sins. Because you're born into a congregation, you're born into some religion, you're born into some denomination, you can just join it back up, and he can join back up, and he can commit sin, and he ain't taught you how to live free from sin, so you can't hold him for committing sin. How are you going to hold him for committing sin? He ain't taught you how to live free from sin. He said we sin every day. We all fall short of the glory of God. Nobody's perfect. So if that's the case, and if the case I fall and get caught, then I can say, well, y'all without sin, cast the first stone at me. Y'all can't say nothing. I get right back up there on Sunday morning and ask for your offering again. Acts 20, 28, take heed therefore unto yourself and to all the congregation, the flock over which the Holy Ghost, not a school, the Holy Ghost have made you overseers. You can't get no degree for this. Can't get no degree for this. The Holy Ghost have made me an overseer, not Moody Bible Institute, not some, not some ministry class, not some ministry degree. This is, not, this is not college. This is not the university. Brother, this is, you're dealing with souls. You're dealing with God's precious souls. And man can't, man can't certify you to take care of God's souls. The Holy Ghost have made you an overseer. I thank God God made me a pastor. I thank God for a divine call. I thank God I'm like Paul. God gave me the knowledge. I didn't have man to go teach me how, how to preach. 
and teach me how to teach. And teach me uh, in, the five, in the last two minutes, you got to get your hoop on. You got to bring it on. You got to close it out strong. And the organ comes in. You got to get it going. And you should be in and out 15 minutes and that's it. That's all, that's all the people need. Now, we need a little bit more than that. And you might have to fight through your flesh and stay awake through it, but we need a little bit more than 15 minutes. You might have to get up and shake yourself and get you some water, amen, and go use the bathroom and sprinkle yourself, amen, but I got to get this. I'm still in this human flesh. I'm still in and this flesh get tired. We understand that. But, but Lord, Lord, get, let me get my part. He says, he says, he says the Holy Ghost have made it over Sears to do what? Feed the church of God, church of God, which he have done what? He purchased the church of God with his own blood. He made a purchase. He bought it. He bought it with his blood. He died on the cross and shed his blood for the church. You're the firstborn. In order for you to inherit the blessing, somebody got to die. Well, he did that. He died, and he bought us back from hell. He bought us back from the devil. He bought you and me back, and he placed us in the church of God. He bought the church. That's what he called us. He called us the church of God. He didn't call it anything else. He begot us. He begotten us. He begotten us. Uh, amen. He purchased us. He bought us through his death. We were the firstborn because we inherited. Brother, and when you become part of the church of God, amen, you're the firstborn. And brother, when you get saved, sister, when you get saved, you become a follower of the church of God. Because that's what the Bible says. Amen. When you get saved from sin, you're church of God. No matter where you are in the world. You can be in Africa. You can be in Asia. You can be in China. If you get saved from sin, in the eyes of God, you're church of God. Now, without knowledge, you go join it with somebody else, and they'll direct you back on the wrong path. Okay, there's church of God. There's people got church of God over the door, but don't mean they church of God on the inside. You got church of God over your door, but that don't mean you church of God on the inside. You got to be church of God on the inside. God don't care about no name painted over the door. He don't care about no expensive sign with no lights on it. What make you church of God is an inheritance uncorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away. He purchased the church of God with his own blood. And you become, 1 Thessalonians, the 2nd chapter, verse 14. Let's turn there quickly. We're about to get ready to close, let you go. 2 Thessalonians, the 2nd chapter. Amen. 2 Thessalonians, the 2nd chapter, verse number 14. Or 1 Thessalonians, the 2nd chapter, verse 14. For brethren... For ye, brethren, became followers of the what? I'll wait till y'all get it. Y'all got it? So we can read it together. I'm going to pick my Bible up so y'all can see. 1 Thessalonians 2, 14. Let me let you get it so we can read it. 
It says, for ye, brethren, became followers of the what? The churches of God. Why does it say churches of God? There's only one church, but there's different localities. You see in the scripture, God got one church to the city. He said unto the church of Corinth and to the church of Thessalonians, to the church of Ephesus. He didn't have two pastors operating in the same city. That's confusion. Amen. The Bible says, For ye, brethren, became followers of the church of churches of God, which is in Judea, which are in Christ Jesus. For ye also have suffered like things from your own countrymen, even as they have of the Jews. And God tells us, don't you sin against no man. And you better not sin against the church of God. You become a follower of the church of God. In other words, don't give no offense to the church of God by committing sin and still claiming I'm church of God. That's an offense to God. First, First Corinthians. I'm just going to show you. Amen. You say, well, amen, uh, uh, this the uh, church of God, is that just a general term for all churches? No, because the Bible didn't give her, it, 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 he didn't give him two and three wives. There's only one wife. There's only one her. There's only one her. And for her to produce, she only had to have one husband. And then for it to be multiple churches, that means, the, that means the, 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 the husband, which is Jesus Christ, amen, he got to have multiple women. Because one woman don't produce, uh, amen, various families. Did y'all get that? Amen. Jesus had one wife. Jesus had one wife. Y'all want me to show you his, you want me to show you who his wife is? Hold your, pl hold your place right there. Hold, what did I call? 1 Corinthians, hold your place there in 1 Corinthians 10, 32. Go to Revelation real quickly. This, this Sunday morning Bible study. Go to 1 Corinthians. Uh, go to Re Revelation. Amen. Let me show you the wife. Let me show you who his wife is real quickly. Revelation, the uh, 19th chapter. Revelation, the 19th chapter. It says in, in, in Revelation, that should be an easy book to find, right? All right. Revelation 19, verse number 7. Let us be glad. We got something to be glad about. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, who is him, Christ, for the marriage of the lamb is come. Who is the lamb? Come on, answer me. Who is the lamb? Jesus. The lamb is come and his wife have made herself ready. So Jesus Christ had a wife, not wives. <laughs> and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the what? The righteousness of the saints. All right. Now let's go over to chapter 21. Let's go over to chapter 21. In verse number 2. And I, John, saw the holy city. The new Jerusalem. Who is the new Jerusalem? It's the spiritual Jerusalem that we're talking about. It's a church coming down from God out of heaven as a bride adorned for her husband. Remember, her husband is who? The lamb. 
Jesus Christ. Who's Jerusalem? Jerusalem is Zion. Who's Zion? She's the heavenly Jerusalem. She's the innumerable company of angels. She's the church of the firstborn. So I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, or the church coming down from God. It came out of the heart of God. It came out of the mind of God. It was no literal city coming down from God. In other words, God prepared her. God made her. Prepared as a bride. So Jerusalem is the church. Go, to, go back to, uh, as we prepare, give you a couple more scriptures here. 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, verse 32. 1 Corinthians 10, 32. I hope you held your finger there. Give no offense, neither to the Jews, nor to the Gentiles, nor to the who? The church of God. That's the only church you'll find there in the scripture. That's the only church you'll find there in the scripture. And you know what? Paul did offend it. And Paul repented of offending it. Paul said, I, I, gave, I, I did much harm when I was in, the, in this other religion. But when I became the church of God, uh, amen, I bowed my knees to it, to the Father of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Galatians 1.13. Galatians 1.13. Amen. Galatians 1.13. Let's look at Paul. Paul said, you have heard of my conversation, or conversation means my conduct, my lifestyle. You've heard of my conversation. Remember, he got letters from the high priest to go kill the church of God, to go kill the saints. After Christ died, he established the church on the day of Pentecost. He named the church. Amen. And Paul went to killing the saints. And Paul had an experience on, on, uh, on Damascus Road uh, on his way to kill some saints and persecute the saints. And he saw a bright light and knocked him down off his horse. And he said, Jesus says, uh, uh, why persecutest thou me? And Paul got saved. Paul said, Lord, uh, 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 he, he went to uh, 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 Paul, humble himself, amen, and, and here's Paul's testimony. He says, you have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, amen, in the Jews' religion. Religion was back in them days. They had religion back then. He said, I was in the Jews' religion. And the Jews was, 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 was diced up into various different, various different religions. He said that how beyond measure I persecuted, I talked about the saints. I persecuted the church of God and I wasted it. I got in your ear about the church of God. I've turned you bitter against the church of God. He said, you know my conversation, how I've talked about those people. Don't you go down there to them people. Leave them people alone. Them people don't mean you no good. Them people offended me. Them people hurt me. That's, that's modern day talk. You get that right from family members. You get that from family members. They'll, they'll sit back and they won't come and talk to the pastor and get a good understanding of why things are the way they are of doctrinal issues. And if they're so right, why do they have to run it down and go talk to somebody else and spread that? I'll tell you something. 
I've always been like this. If I'm wrong in this gospel, you can always come and sit down and talk to me. You don't have to talk to me behind my back. Don't let me die and go to hell. Help me. If you love my soul, show me. Endeavor with me. Don't go and say, he no good. Because this is not my church. This church was here before I got here. I'm just an elder here. And if I mess up, I'm going to lose my soul and die and go to hell. This is not my church. You don't belong to me. You belong to God. You was born in her. You belong to her. Not Troy. church of God. I'm saved, but I ain't church of God. Well, you're not saved then. I'm saved, but I'm not church of God saved. Well, you're not saved. Because there's only one church in the Bible, and it's her. She called, That's like you saying, I'm a Jones, but I ain't no Jones Jones. I ain't, I ain't part of that family no more. Man, you born in a Jones family, boy, you always be a Jones. Here, where you go? You be a Jones. You have my blood. If you save from your sin, the Bible called you church of God. Not me. I didn't call you church of God. Now you can go join up. You can go join up with anything else if you want. Let's see. Let's, let's look in the Bible real quick and see and see how these other churches came about and just in brief and, and how they try to join up with Jesus. And go to uh, Isaiah, the fourth chapter, verse number one. Isaiah 4 and 1, I believe it is. Isaiah 4 and 1. It says, in that day, seven women. Are you with me? Now, we just read about that one woman. We just read about that one woman. Her name is Church of God. But the Bible says, in that day, talking about our day, the same way Paul, um, David was speaking. When he says, in that day, uh, this man and that man should be born in her. But he, Jeremiah, I mean, uh, Isaiah also says, in that day, something else is going to transpire. Something else is going to happen in that day as well. In that day, seven women should take hold of what? One man. Well, who is that one man we've been talking about? Jesus. Not talking literal talk. This is spiritual talk. In that day, seven women should take hold of one man. And I'm not talking about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Not talking about a literal seven. It's talking about a spiritual seven, meaning many. The word seven is defined as many. You can't even count them. In that day, seven women should take hold of one man saying, We will eat our own bread, our own teaching, our own doctrine, our own convictions. We will wear our own apparel. Remember, remember, we talked about Jesus' bride. She, her, her garments was clean and white. Remember, we just read that in Revelation. The Lamb has prepared Himself for His bride, and she has prepared herself in her garments, which is clean and white. Then we just read it. But here they saying we're gonna do our own thing. You ain't got to be saved like that. We wear on a pair. Only let us be called by your name. Let us just say Jesus in the message. Let us say Jesus, 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 Jesus. Just a fool to folk. To take away our what? 
take away my reproach because after church, I'm going to get, to get this billions because this, 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 this lottery went up to the billions. I got to go get me some weed. I got to go back home to my shacking park. I know I just got out the choir, but I got to chew me some snuff or whatever they do. Did you chew that? Is it something you chew? So y'all don't know because y'all been saved. Thank God. If you're not, y'all didn't chew no whatever. Tobacco. Amen. I got to go, I got to go do some fornication or what have you. Amen. But just let us call ourselves Jesus to take away our reproach. Let us give ourselves a name, Jesus, to take away our reproach. And go to 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter. You know these seven women? That ain't nothing but a spirit of harlotry. That's nothing but a spirit of being a harlot. Christ ain't no player like that. He got seven women. I got me seven women. Christ don't go out like that. Christ don't roll like that. But they'll, they'll take hold of Jesus and say, we got Jesus. Seven women. He only got one woman. 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter. Stay with me a little while longer. 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter. Glory be to God. Amen. Glory be to God. 1 Corinthians, I believe I want. Um, six. Uh, 2 Corinthians 6. 2 Corinthians 6. I told you I was going to show you this. Okay, good. 2 Corinthians 6. All right. And the Bible says in verse number 14, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion have light with darkness? And what concord have Christ with Belial? For ye are, or what part have he that believeth with the infidel? And what agreement have the temple of God with the temple of idols? It says, for ye are the temple of God, the living God. As God has said, I will dwell with them and walk in them, and they shall be my people. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them. Remember, the word church means to come out. I'm not seeing the scripture I want. He just joined to a harlot. Where's that at? All right, this Bible study, so y'all can bear with me, right? Oh, that's still good. All right, we're, okay. I had it right, I had it right before, right? First Corinthians, the sixth chapter. First Corinthians, that's second Corinthians, the sixth chapter, still good. That says, come out and be ye separate. Come out from them seven women. Come out from harlotry. Because that's what God called it. 1 Corinthians 6 chapter and verse 16, the Bible says, what? Know ye not that he which is joined to a what? A harlot. Them seven women are harlots. False religion is harlots. Revelation the 17 chapter real quickly. Revelation 17. Write it down. Revelation the 17 chapter. Amen. You got you got you got the the woman, the church, the church of God, the bride of Christ, that's the woman. That's the real woman. That's Jerusalem. That's Zion. But then you have another woman. 
And the Bible says, uh, and verse number four, and the woman was arrayed. The woman uh, was arrayed. We just start there. This is the other woman. In scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of a what? That's the other woman. Full of abominations and filthiness of a fornication. And watch this. Upon, upon her head was written a name written mystery. Babylon the Great. You know how we got Jerusalem. The, the uh, 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 Zion. Uh, the church of the living God. The church of the firstborn. You know how we had metaphors for Zion? We got metaphors for this woman too. It's called mystery. She's a mystery. Babylon the Great. The mother of who? She gives birth to harlots. They give birth to harlots. They give birth to false religion. The abominations of the earth. And I, and I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints. In other words, this woman will kill you. This woman will kill you spiritually. Today, she'll kill you spiritually. You go down to Babylon and try to be saved and don't come up with no salvation because she's drunken with your blood. She didn't kill you spiritually speaking. You dead, twice dead, and plucked up by the roots. No salvation at all. Amen. Amen. You say, well, how did, how did the church, how did the church of God get his name? In Revelate in, in, in St. John, the 17th chapter. Give me about three more scriptures. I'll let you go home. I know you got an agenda today, but I thank God for putting this on the agenda. Amen. This is important. 1712. St. John 17:12. Jesus said these words before he went to his father, before he went to the cross. He said, while I was with them in the world, Jesus said, I kept them in thy, he's praying to his father. He says, while I was with the church in the world, I kept the church in your name. Well, what is the name? He kept it in the family's name, the church of God. He put the church in God's name. Why? He honored the Father. He didn't say the church of God in Christ. He said the church of God. I kept them in your name. I kept the church in your name. The Bible says in Ephesians, amen, the third chapter. Amen. He said, I kept the church in your name. I thank God for the church being in, in God's name. In St. John 5.43, St. John 5.43, the Bible says these words. You can get and rewind it later. St. John 5.43, Jesus said, I am come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. But if another should come in his own name, hmm, all them harlots you're talking about, they're going to have their own names. Peaches. Sunshine. Strawberry. Huh? Let me give them harlots, them harlots, them, um, them, them, them type of names. Huh? You got all kind of religious names out here today. You got all kind of religious names that were started by man. The 
Baptist faith was started by John Smith. And it don't date back all the way to Jesus Christ. Christ's church was already here before John Smith. Amen. What, 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 what was going on before John Smith? So John Smith just came on the scene, got a revelation, and started his own church, and it's right. What was happening before John? Every, every denomination, you could trace it back to a man. The church of God, you trace it back to Jesus purchased it with his own blood. He bought it. He said, but if another come in his own name, guess what? You receive him, Revelations 3.14. Revelations 3.14. Amen. Revelations 3.14. We're we, we, we coming down to an end. Revelations 3 and, and 12. To him, this is the words of Christ again. Let's end real good on the words of Christ. Amen. To him that overcome. To him that overcome. But what does he got to overcome? What does he have to overcome? Amen. What does he have to overcome? He says, to him that overcome, will I make him a pillar in the temple of my God, in the church of my God. I'm going to make you a, a pillar where you, and he says, and he should go no more out. In other words, you're not going to be backslidden and, and go out again and, and then come back in again and go out again. God said, I'm going to make you a pillar where you go no more out. See, in Babylon, in false religion, in these seven women, in this, in this, in this Babylon spirit, amen, they can go out and come back in and go out and come back in and go out and come back in. It reminds me of my mom. My mom would say, you stay in or you stay out. They can go fornicate and come back, Lord, forgive me. They can go drink, Lord, forgive me. They can do that, Lord, forgive me. But God said, you, God said, listen, he said, he said, when you come into the temple or the church of my God, I, I, he says, you should go no more out. Why? Because I'm going to give you a gospel. You're going to be around a people. You're going to be in a fellowship that's going to encourage you. You're going to be in a fellowship that's going to support you. You're going to be around other victorious folk that get up and testify. I thank God for victory. You need to hear that. You don't hear that down in the Baptist church. I said on camera, you don't hear in the Baptist faith I got victory over sin. They get up and testify. I'm giving honor to God, <laughs> who's the head of my life, uh, to the deacon board and the usher board and the, and the mother's board. Mm, thank God. Nah, but you come to church of God, bro. You hear a different tune. You hear a different sound. Well, you hear a different sound. I thank God for victory. You come back next year. I thank God for victory. I thank God for a consistent holy life over sin. You know, up and down. I want to be around on folks that's half timing and some timing and half baked. I want to be around some folks that's solid. That's pillars. I want to be around some pillars. Lord, make me solid. Lord, make me firm. Help me to stand. Be steadfast. Be unmovable. Amen. Amen. To him that overcome will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. Well, what did you got to overcome? 
Let's look at two scriptures you got to overcome. Let me show you two things you got to overcome. Amen. Let me show you two things you got to be overcome of. Hold your place in Revelation. We're going to come right back there. Amen. Hold your place there. Go back to, go back to, go back to 1 John, the one book back, two books back. 1 John, amen. Uh, 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 1 John 5 and verse 4. 1 John 5 and verse 4. You know 1 John got three Johns in the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. You're going to go to 1 John, the 5th chapter, and verse number, chapter 5, verse 4. Whosoever is born of God, whosoever is born of God, overcometh the what? And we talk about being born again. We talk about being born in her. When you're born in her, Jerusalem, the mother, the church of God, amen, you overcome. God said, if you overcome, I'll make you a pillar and you'll go no more out. You won't be up and down, backsliding and saved this week and backsliding next week and saved this week and smoking next week. Saved this week and cussing next week. Whosoever is born of God, do what? Overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Let's look at one more. Something we got to overcome. Go back to the third chapter, verse number nine. Third chapter, verse number nine. He that committeth, uh, the Bible says, whosoever is born of God. Whosoever is born of God. Y'all got it? I want to know you got it. I need you to read this. First John 3 and 9. Whosoever is born of God. We're talking about, we're talking about the new birth, right? Whosoever is born of God. What? Do not commit sin. Whosoever's born of God, do not commit sin. Thank God you overcome sin. And his seed remained in him because he is born of God. When you're born again, you're an overcomer. Now go back to Revelation. Amen. Didn't say you commit sin sometimes, but you're born of God, you don't commit sin. When you're born of God, the, the Bible way. I'm not talking about born joining up with church. When you join a church, you can still commit sin. But when you're born into her, she don't, she's undefiled, so she's not going to produce sin. And if you're born of her, you got her blood in you. Huh? You got her blood in you. In Revelation, the third chapter, and verse number 12, him him that overcometh, will I make him a pillar? We need some pillars around here. Not no pillows. We need some pillars. Amen. He that overcometh, will I make him a pillar in the temple of my God or the church of my God? And he shall go no more out. And watch this. And I will write upon him the name of my... You got to be worthy for this name. You can't live this name and be sinning. You got to be worthy to carry this name. It's like your mama say, boy, you know who you from. Don't, don't you embarrass me. You know the old drunk of the town, Mr. Uh, whereabout? You say, well, oh, you a whereabout? Oh, Lord. Oh, you a whereabout? Oh, Lord, because we know your daddy. You must be just like your daddy. But he says, listen, he says, he says you got to overcome. I'll make you a pillar. You got to overcome the world. You got to overcome living free. You got to overcome sin. He says, and I'm going to do something. I will write upon you my, the name of my God. I'm going to write upon, and the name of the city of my God, which is what? And New Jerusalem is who? 
in the church's name what? Zion or the church of God. I'm going to write up on you the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which is the wife of Jesus. We just read that, which is coming down out of heaven from God, and I will write upon him my new name. It's not Zion no more. It's not Jerusalem no more. It's the new name. Those are Old Testament names. Amen. It's the church of God. Glory be to God. We'll close with this scripture. Ephesians, the third chapter. Ephesians, the third chapter. Uh, Ephesians 3. Let me, let me get two scriptures out of Ephesians, please. Ephesians, the third chapter, and verse number 14. And then we're going to go back to Ephesians, the second chapter, and we'll close there for us. All right. Ephesians, the third chapter, verse 3, chapter 3, verse 14. Paul said, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family, you're, you're part of the family now, whom the whole family in heaven and earth, who is, he, who is he bowing down to? I bow my knees unto the Father. Who's the Father? God, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth, I ain't got to heaven yet, but I want to be named after the ones that's named in heaven, is named the church of God. In Ephesians, the uh, second chapter, I believe it is, verse number 18, it says, for through him, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. And now, therefore, ye are no more strangers. Come on now. If you never heard this gospel before, I want to welcome you to the church of God. There's some new folks out here. I want to welcome you to the church of God. You're no more a stranger around here. You're part of the family. Salvation made you a member. Not running through a lot of hoops. Making sure you're paying your tithes and offerings and making sure you 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 bright enough and make sure you got long enough hair and make sure you got enough knowledge on Genesis. You, you are part of the family when you're saved from sin. And the Bible says you are no more a stranger, you're no more a foreigner, but you're a fellow citizen with the saints. Glory be to God. Sister, you're a fellow citizen with the saints. Sister, you're a fellow citizen with the saints. Sister, you're a fellow citizen now with the saints. And the household. Mm, mm, mm. Bro, this is a household right here. I want to make sure I'm in the right, the right household. I don't care how good the preacher smell, look. I don't care how, what kind of bizarre he got, what kind of swag he got, how much jewelry he can wear, and, and how many scriptures he know. And, amen. Uh-uh. Bible says, beware of false prophets. Beware who you listen to on, on, these, on these feeds. God said, you are part of the household of God. 
and you are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets and Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth into a what kind of temple? A holy church, a holy temple in the Lord. Amen. We grow together. We're built together. We grow together. When one suffer, we all suffer. Amen. When one rejoice, we all rejoice. We're built together. We fit. Down in Babylon, you don't fit down there. It says, in whom ye are also builded together for the habitation of God through the Spirit. Our thought is the new birth. The new birth. Salvation makes you a member. Salvation puts you in, and sin puts you out. As long as you stay saved, you stay in. But stay in, as Psalms the 87 chapter, as we read our foundational text, in Psalms the 87 chapter, God wants to do that. He said he's built upon the foundation, but he says also here, as we opened up with this scripture, he said that God wants to do something for you. He says, of Zion it shall be said that this man and that man was born in her, and the highest shall do what? Established. God want to get you established. In other words, make you strong, make you firm, that you don't go nowhere more out. You got to stay around here long enough to get the word. And when God call you, God call. I remember, I remember God, I'm going to say this because I'm so happy to see uh, my sister here. When I went to preach her sister's funeral, in Elmira, New York. Sister Annette, she's not here today. She said, can you come preach my sister's funeral? I met Tish, right? I met Tish over the phone. We had our prayer line. And Tish got on the phone, on the prayer line. Hello, hallelujah. This is Evangelist Johnson. Praise be unto Jesus. Hallelujah. I said, oh, Evangelist Johnson, good to have you. Yes, hallelujah. Do you have a request? Yes, let's pray for all the women in the world. I just felt her spirit. So one day, every time we get on the phone, hallelujah, this is Evangelist Johnson. Praise be unto Jesus. And, and it wasn't registering with me. Something was res wasn't registering. And one day I was driving down the road, down First Avenue here, and God said, call her. I called her. I said, Evangelist Johnson, and, and get to the point. I said, are you saved from sin? And nobody can live like that. Can I said, well, who made you an evangelist? They told me I was an evangelist. I said, are you still committing sin? But I still drink, and I, I'm shacking right now with a guy. She, she, she told the truth. They made her an evangelist in her religion. She's speaking everything, Evangelist Johnson. And she got on that prayer call, oh, thank you, Jesus. And, I, and God humbled that woman down, and she broke down on the phone and cried, and she got saved as we told her the truth. And she said, I thought oh, I want to be saved. I'm tired of my sins. I'm tired of my sins. I know I shouldn't be living with this man. I know I shouldn't be smoking and drinking. I'm tired. They told me I was an evangelist. She got saved. The next time we had that prayer call, I said, I said, who's the next caller? Um, hello, this is um, Sister Johnson. Pray for me. 
God changed that. Praise Jesus. This is Evangelist Johnson. Hallelujah. She got on that phone call. Hello? I almost want to say, can you speak up? Uh, this is Sister Johnson. I thank God for being saved from sin. Glory! And she passed away with cancer. I went to New York, preached a funeral. They heard the gospel. Folks was on their feet in this, this, this congregation called Something Temple. And they, 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 about 300 people there. And folks was waving their handkerchief, waving their hats. Ladies would stand up crying. And the, and the preachers behind me sitting on the pulpit, they was all staunch and quiet and mad. We're preaching against them false preachers behind me. And you usually the crowd, the, the, the whole audience, and the audience was, was on their feet, but they wasn't. They wasn't. And usually, when, when, you know, about in Babylon, when some when one of them false preachers, they're up there preaching, and they're doing good. Them all them, them all them preachers, they'll stand up with them. They'll stand up with them, and they'll they hit them with a handkerchief. They wasn't stand up for me. I said, after the matter, I said, how many of you all want to be saved? I said, I got on an airplane and a lady gave me a business card. I don't know why she gave me this business card of this, of, she told me if I ever needed her, she used to live in this town. And this is a YMCA on Pennsylvania Avenue. I said, if y'all want to be saved, y'all meet me on Pennsylvania Avenue at this YMCA. I got back to my hotel. I said, ma'am, I know you don't live in New York no more, but can you call the YMCA? I got people coming to the YMCA in Pennsylvania Avenue. When we got to the Pennsylvania, about 75 people showed up on the first service. I got pictures to show you a whole line of people down on the first, uh, about 50 people we counted, down on their knees. We didn't have no pews. They were down on the gym floor with their hands up. I want crying, want to be saved. It happened such that, that a revival broke out and the newspaper came. They put us in the newspaper. God, God, God took that and it started a revival, a revival start. And you know what God told me? Bring the church of God message and call these people out of here. I said, Lord, it's too far. God said it wasn't too far for, for, for Solomon, to, uh, for, for, for um, she, Queen Sheba to go to Solomon. These people get up and move if they want to. They need to be followers of the church of God. And you know what? That message for you, Elmire, if you ever get this message, it has not changed. You're going to face this judge. You're going to face the message in the judgment. And I guarantee you ain't got the same message since. I guarantee it. Because God is not going to go against his word. God told me to call the people out. Saints of God, you better make sure you church of God in your heart. Not because it said name over the door. That don't mean nothing. Make sure it's in your heart. Make sure you're living light right in your heart. The new birth. God bless you. Let's stand. Amen.